0: Hey, welcome back to the Passion Connected podcast. I am so glad you are here. We are about to come up on 50 episodes pretty soon, and that is just crazy. It's been one year of the podcast already. I don't even know what is happening. Like This life is so insane. I can't believe I get to do this. I love, love, love every episode. I love connecting with you guys. I love seeing the change and the hope and all of the things that you guys are learning and growing in. Just brings me so much life, and I'm just so grateful to be here and to do this with you. And so today we are talking to the parents, to the mamas, to the people who have little kids running around causing beauty and chaos all the same. And I'm really excited for this episode because it's gonna be really, really practical, and I know that you guys are gonna find it super helpful. So, we are talking about what to do when you find one of your little ones touching themselves. And I'm so excited to talk about this episode and I know that there's a lot that goes into it. And so I just want to preface this first. There's so much more than what we're going to get into on this episode. So I really encourage you to reach out to me if you have more questions or go find somebody that you trust, a trusted mentor or somebody who you know really parents well, um, or find other resources or things like that that you need. Because... This is really, really a broad topic and what I'm going to be doing here today is giving you some really, really practical in the moment advice, not just like I'm not going into all of the overarching philosophy of things. We're not touching on like the impact of it and, and your child's lives and, and all of this sort of stuff. really what I want to do with today's episode is just give the parent who feels thrown off by this, a resource. I want to give you guys a hand. I want to let you you know that you can make it through this, that it doesn't have to be really uncomfortable. It doesn't have to be awkward. You don't have to be confused. You don't have to question whether or not you've done right or wrong because what I'm giving you today is, all right, I just caught my kid touching themselves. What do I do now? And and There's a lot of other conversations you need to be having with your kids, but sometimes when you have this moment where you find, find something that feels like it should be private or find something that you have had shame in your own life before or find something that you really didn't ever prepare yourself to navigate as a parent, you can kind of be like, okay, what do I do? Where do I go with this? And even me, somebody who talks about sex all the time, has found it uncomfortable, has been like, okay, here's my moment, here's my chance, let's, let's navigate this, like my kid knows their body now, and I have to know what to do with that, and it can still be awkward for me. And so I just want to give you guys, like I said, that hand, that, um, that quick thing to just make sure that you get through that moment. And then you can always do further research. You can always go back and have more conversations with them, which I really, really encourage. Um, But here are some quick do's and don'ts. And I'm going to give two for each and just keep this really simple for you. So two don'ts. You walk in on your kid and they're either rubbing up on something or they're touching themselves or it's diaper change time. And you know, they've got their hands down there, they're navigating things, they're figuring out what this feels like. Or maybe you have your kids playing doctor is a really, really common one. And you find okay, they're they're trying to discover each other what's, I'll show you mine, you show me yours, that sort of thing. So you walk in on this, what do you do? Two don'ts. First of all, first of all, don't physically remove their hands or physically remove them from the situation unless it is unsafe, unless it is something where um, it's really, really inappropriate, like you're out in public and they're showing their parts or whatever it is. Um, That's a different situation. But if if this is just something that's happening at home, they're in the bathtub, they're in their bed, whatever it is, um, don't physically remove them from the situation. And here's why. First of all, we want to teach our kids bodily autonomy. So their bodies are their own. And this is something that really as they start coming to the age where they do start figuring themselves out, which is typically two, three, four, five, six, roughly, um, they they're coming to a stage where they're not babies anymore. They're not having you do every single thing for them. They're learning to go to the bathroom by themselves. They are learning to dress themselves. They are learning that my body is not attached to mommy. We are not one in the same. We are not the same people. We don't have the same emotions. We have different desires, all of these different things. And when there are some parents that get you know a little nervous, and they decide, okay, I just I just need to m- remove their hand from whatever they're touching. I I am uncomfortable, and so I just I just need to get them to stop, so then I can talk to them. That does so many negative things for a little child mind. First of all, it means that they don't have control over their physical pleasure, or it teaches them that, and that is not what we want to teach. We want to teach that this this action is a choice of theirs. Because if we start by removing their hands, it's automatically going to make this, I'm bad. It's bad. I've done bad. I have to be physically maneuvered in order to stop this action. Like that's how bad it is. Um, Versus if you were to just start by having a conversation And, and initiating that with them, which I'm going to talk about a little bit in a second on the do's instead of the don'ts. But if you were to have this conversation and get them talking more often than not, the kid is going to go ahead and stop touching themselves anyway. I have found that most of them tend to recognize, okay, this is something that they're a little uncomfortable. I'm a little uncomfortable. Um, and, and we're going to talk about this now instead of continue on with what I'm doing. You don't want to be the one starting off their sexual pleasure, their, their sexual discovery, their body autonomy by communicating to them that they don't have a say in it or that it's, it's something that their hand is wrong or that body part is wrong because there are so many adults today who have genuine negative reactions to body parts because of this association, it's not allowed to be touched. I, I can't do this. It's not my own. And that is not what you want to communicate. So that's don't number one. Don't number two, don't ignore. So this is another one of those things where a lot of parents just kind of, they walk away. Um, and depending on the situation, whether or not you've had some conversations before, but I'm going to go ahead and just start with, you know, this is the first time or this is the first time you, you've ever addressed it or whatever. Don't ignore it. Okay, Um, they're going to feed off of you and feel off of you, whatever it is that you're bringing. And if it's something that you are just continually ignoring the fact that they've discovered this part of themselves, that is not going to communicate good messages either. It needs to be something that you open the door to conversation right here and right now, because if you don't do it right now, I guarantee you're probably not going to do it in a really, really good or healthy way later. And they're not going to do it either. If something wrong happens, if they feel like, you know, there's there's something going on that they don't like, or they have questions about themselves, or they have questions about sex, they are not going to feel like they can have the conversation with you if every time that you see them rubbing or doing whatever else it is that they're doing that you walk out the door. So don't ignore it. Okay, so what do you do? you're uncomfortable, you feel like oh, I don't know how to handle this. Here are two and these are just and these are just a few of the many things that you really should be doing, the things that bring health and life, but these are just the really really quick ones. So, number 1, the number 1 thing that you should do is definitely acknowledge it. So, obviously, this is um the opposite of ignoring, um but there's a lot to acknowledging it. So, what does acknowledging it look like? Okay. Practically, I would say, try to address two things. First of all, address their emotions. And second of all, address their physical bodies. So by that, you know, conversing with them saying, does that feel good? Oh, it looks like you found your vulva. It looks like you found your clitoris. What do you think about that? How do you feel about that? Have you have you felt this pleasure before? And start that talking. And this is where oftentimes when you start talking to them, they're gonna go ahead and remove their hands because they're gonna have the conversation with you and they're gonna realize, okay, we're talking about this now. My mommy's open with me or my daddy's open with me and ready to have this conversation. Um, and they're gonna engage with you as long as they feel like you are comfortable, you are ready to have this conversation, you're at least willing. And I just wanna give this little tidbit, like don't Don't feel like you have to have everything totally ready and prepared. Don't feel like you have to have studied everything under the sun when it comes to sex and bodies and all of that. If you at least come into it with an open mind, open communication, even just this idea in your head that, okay, we're gonna learn through this together. We're gonna learn, like I'm gonna learn as a parent and they're gonna learn as a kid who's gonna grow into an adult. Like we're gonna go through this together with an open mind and with this idea that, you know, we don't have to know it all, but we can converse about it anyway. Um, So don't feel like you have to go into it being an expert. Don't tell them, you know, like this is the way it is and this is how you should be and, and whatever else, like right off the bat, start off with just asking questions. Asking where they're at with things. Um, and obviously, if they're really, really little, it might just be like, yeah, that felt good. And then they go on and start playing. And that's fine. You've done your job. You've acknowledged it. They feel like, okay, this is not something I'm to be ashamed of, whatever. You know, it, it's these little moments. It's this start. It's this initial thing that sort of gets the ball rolling. Um, And then number two, when you acknowledge, this is just a subsection. So you acknowledge the feelings, you acknowledge like what they're thinking, but then you also acknowledge the body and really try to help them connect that you understand that it is a part of them because This comes back to a little bit of that like segregation thing where I said like don't remove their hands don't remove them from the situation unless it's harmful Um, because we don't want to start this idea in their mind that their sexual parts are separate from them as a person. Because that is where a lot of problems come in as an adult. And that is where so many people have issues. And that's why so many people never look at themselves in the mirror. And so many people are so ashamed of their body or ashamed of of the way that they feel during sex or ashamed of whatever it is, of, of even thinking about sex or thinking about pleasure. Because it's this idea that that body part is like separate. It's wrong. It's different. I shouldn't touch it. I shouldn't see it. I shouldn't think about it. Like it, it's this completely, you know like I said, just separate, separate part of them. And that is not what we want to do. So so having that conversation about their bodies and letting them know you found this part of yourself. Isn't it so interesting? Can you see it? What do you think about it? Um, And this is easier, like I said, to start when they're younger for most parents, because you're able to kind of step your way into it from doing diaper changes and helping them get dressed and all those sorts of things. It's really natural for you guys to have these conversations and just look at their body parts together and talk and say, this is what this is. And that's what that is. And, and this is a part of you because you are a girl or you're a boy, and this is what this looks like. Um, and, And it gets a little bit more difficult as they start to get older. If you haven't gone ahead and had these conversations, because then it is something where they do start to become more their own and they start to become more private. And when they can completely dress themselves and take care of themselves in the bath or take care of themselves going to the bathroom, um, those conversations just become a little bit more difficult because you give them that body autonomy and that privacy. And you're probably not ever going to see them again. You're not going to look there. You're not, you know, going to deal with that unless there's something wrong or, um, you need to help them out with something, maybe periods down the road for girls or whatever else. But it's easiest to start these conversations now. Not like you can't do it later, but start them now when there's no shame there. Um, and they feel open and they feel ready to have these conversations. Okay. So number two on the dos. if you And I really want to stress this only do this one. If you've actually thought it through, if you feel like you and your partner, or if you're a single parent, um, whatever situation you're in, um, if you feel like as a family, you have figured out what you deem as appropriate uh, for per age or for what you think, um, that the Lord has for your family, uh, where you stand on sexual issues. If you're pretty solid on that, then you can tell them what your family finds appropriate. So mommy and daddy think that this, and just talk to them about it. Um, If you haven't had, if you haven't processed through that, don't make jump conclusions because more often than not, you're probably just going to be taking in from whatever your family history is and putting it on them. And you don't want to be doing that without having processed it. Because if you think through your own life, think through all of your own sexual issues and think through all the things that you've, you deal with or have dealt with or whatever, there's probably some sort of trace back in family that has facilitated that, whatever that is, whether most of the damage came from the family or not, still the the ideas in your mind and the way that you view sex and things like that will have played out in other areas of your life. And you don't want to just automatically jump into being that parent you want to process through this because sex is huge sex is important sex is it's their bodies it's their life it's their spirituality and sexuality all wrapped up together and it's something that you really need to have processed through but if you have processed through it then that is where you can have that conversation and I would say for the little ones obviously it's the same way as you do with any rules in your house or anything that you go through in your life as a parent. Obviously, as a parent, you, you know, when they're little, you have a lot more say, (laughs) you decide what they wear, you decide what they eat, you decide what the rules are, you decide where they can go and uh, where they can't go and what they can have and what they can't have. Um, And obviously, even with little ones, you work with them and you know, let themselves grow into their own, but there's a lot more say that you have when they're little. And so whatever you've decided as a family unit, uh, you can go ahead and start implementing that and you can kind of Let those things be known. I do want to say as they start to get older, this still needs to be something that you have a discussion as a family and and with your kids and let them feel like they have some sort of say in it, whatever that may be. Yes, I agree with you, mom and dad. No, I don't agree with you. Um, I have different opinions or I have questions about why you think that this is a sin or this isn't. I have questions about what you think about sex or can you tell me more about sex? And so it is going to have to be something that you recognize that you have a lot more say over when they're little because you're there, you're watching, you're monitoring, you're doing almost everything for them. But by having this conversation again as long as it's done gently, you're opening up that door to say, we can have these kinds of conversations. Um, And even at a young age, you can go ahead and just say, is that okay? Do you agree? What do you think? I'd like to talk about this and let them have a conversation with you. And I have a little bit of a funny story about that. So my daughter is going off to preschool for the first time and it's, um, so necessary for her family and going to be so good during this time. Uh, but also it's a little nerve wracking. We haven't had a lot of, um, her being away from the family very much. Uh, we didn't ever do like daycare really or anything like that and so this is new this is different and so you know I'm thinking as a mom like okay I need to have this conversation I need to talk to her about you know how how we act at school and if anything ever happens you can always come to mommy and all of these different things that I have in my mind of like who we are as a family and how that's implemented as we go through this transition and what that really looks like. You know, I'm having this in my head, this deep conversation. Um, and so I decided to have it with her and I'm like, Hey, do you want to talk? And she, um, Arabella, our oldest, she absolutely loves having conversations. She's a little talker like her dad. She loves to just chat away. She always wants to have coffee with us, although she gets a little steamer and just loves talk time. It's her thing. it's her thing. Um, and so, you know, I'm thinking I'm going ha- to have this conversation with her and she's yes, yes, yes. I want to talk mom. I'm so ready to do this. What do you want to talk about? I'm like, well, I'd like to talk to you about school. And I start, you know, saying these things like, Hey, you know, if you ever feel like something went wrong at school, definitely come to mommy and we can talk about it and whatever. And she goes, yeah, yeah, mom. Um, can we talk about giants though? I was <laughs> like, Yeah, sure. We can talk about giants. And she just like goes on this tangent. And every now and then I would just throw in these little snippets of, you know, school and whatever else I had to say just to make sure that it was there. And the funny thing is, I know that she was engaged and I know she was listening and she was taking in little pieces because little kids listen a whole lot better than you think that they do sometimes. But the conversation still primarily centered around her talking about how her and Kada and I could defeat the giants um, and, and go on this adventure and whatever else. And so it's pretty funny because we're both having like pretty much like one sided conversations <laughs> towards each other while also listening to each other. But I really just wanted to give this example of, of a conversation with a three year old because I that is the kind of conversation that you're likely going to have with them. When this whole thing starts up, when kids start discovering themselves, they're young. They're really young. And I don't know why it's so funny to me that people expect kids to not like figure out they have a a sexual pleasure point of their body um, until they're much older. But it's definitely two or three, even one year olds. It's like they figure it out. It's there from the beginning. That pleasure spot is there from the beginning. And so they're going to find it. Um, But just because they find it doesn't mean they understand it and doesn't mean that they know even what you're talking about. But don't let that deter you from having that conversation anyway. Don't let that deter you from going ahead and talking to them and letting them know where you and your partner stand or what the family rules are and things like that. Um, because I bet you that they're listening more than more than you probably think they are. And even if not simply having a conversation about sex with them does, Oh, does wonders. And you are a power parent. Like you are amazing. If you do this, if you, if you don't physically remove their hands or their body from it, the situation, if you don't ignore it, if you do acknowledge them and their feelings and their bodies, and if you do have a communication time with them about what you understand about sex and what you think is right and wrong and and what your family values are, oh, you've won. You've won. And there are so many other things that you can do in this situation. There are so many other things that... could go right or wrong or whatever else it is, but I guarantee you, you are doing a thousand percent more than the majority of parents out there. If you do these things, because most people do just ignore it or most people just tell their kids to quit. I was one of those kids where it was like, it became a shame point. Um, because my parents weren't taught how to have these conversations with their kids and, and there were a lot of things that I had to figure out for myself later on. And so if you can go ahead and start off this journey, letting them know that they are sexual human beings and that's okay, that they have this pleasure there for a reason and it's good and it's okay and you're ready to talk about it, um, man, man first of all, your kids are going to thank you. My goodness. Second of all, like I said, you're a power parent. And third of all, I'm super proud of you because that is just amazing. So hope this was helpful for you guys. As always, I really believe in you and thank you for being here and listening to this podcast episode if this was at all helpful, it would mean so, so much to me. If you would take the couple of minutes that it takes to go ahead and leave a five-star rating and a review on this podcast, it does everything. It gets it out there. Go ahead and share it with other parents who need it. Go ahead and start these conversations. Um, It means the world to me. This podcast means the the world to me. This community means the world to me, and I love you guys so much. So have a great week. I will see you here next week on the Fashion Connected Podcast.